Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I am Little Miss Nobody Knows. Um, let's see, it's about uh, 8.54 uh, a.m. Uh, I've been pondering on this particular subject um, for a couple of days since I saw the last um, um motivator uh to get me to do it this episode and um as you uh, guys know again um i am i am a fan a uh, a fan of the uh hbo show hbo max show insecure um uh, oh sorry guys it's currently uh november the 23rd uh <laughs> tuesday november the 23rd 2001 i always give the day uh, and as I was saying, I was, I'm a fan of Insecure, as you guys know. And uh, on the last two episodes, um, they showed two couples doing um, the hard work of sifting through or laying out the issues in their relationship that caused them trouble. Uh, on episode, let's see, episode five just aired Sunday. And then episode four last uh, aired the Sunday before last, um, and it showed, or maybe it was the 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 one before last. So episode, it was either episode three and five or episode four and five, where um, the couple from this past Sunday, Issa and Nathan, uh, they're seeming to work on rekindling and reaffirming their desire to be together it started at the tail end of the episode before now where they said to each other listen i don't want to be just friends with you i want to be more uh and then you show then they show in this episode uh episode five that just passed sunday um them you know again just kind of talking about the the things in their relationship that um that that matter and it, it, it was it was kind of superficial, you know, it was a little, you know, flirtatious, a little coy. Um, and then at a moment of, at a moment of, um, I guess, trial, trauma, and a gauging of emotions, um, Issa, after finding out that her best friend's mom has had a stroke, she... Uh, exposes her vulner her, her emotional vulnerability to Nathan. Now, um, pause on that. Uh, the other episode, uh, ap- either episode three or four, where um, Issa's ex boyfriend of five years, uh, Lawrence, and the mother of his now newborn son or newborn esque one year old esque son, uh, Condola. They're having a very heated argument because tensions have been mounting about, you know, the roles that the other will basically play in the relationship. And it's really a back, it's really a back, it's back, it's a backdrop, if you will, or an overdrop, if that's the opposite of it, of the real issue. The real issue is that, you know, as independent of a woman as Condola says she would be. Um, and how she said she would release 
Lawrence of any obligation when she found out that they were pregnant um, she was still secretly or found herself being secretly resentful because let's just face it carrying a baby giving birth to a baby caring for a baby alone is difficult and whether they're whether they are romantically involved or not um, is not necessarily the issue anymore um, the issue is now that whether they like it or not they have a relationship um, it is tied together by this child of course and uh, it forces them to see each other to have to put their personal feelings aside put their their uh, their desires to a certain extent aside um, and again work together and that is the subject combined those two scenarios that's the subject of my of today's episode do the work now uh, <laughs> long intro uh, my as I've shared with you guys before I love love you know I love love I love to see old couples in love married I love to see I even love to see old couples or older couples when they argue because if you're arguing that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a conflict but they're both expressing how they feel because I believe that in their heart of hearts they want to find resolution and in order to do that they have to express how they feel now whether the fuel behind the uh, their way of expressing it is that they have been at this for years and it's the same old same old and they wish it would stop and they wish that they could find agreement um, they can't help but to express the you know the fervency behind the vitriol behind what they say in what they say um, and it's work everybody knows who has ventured out into uh, the area of romance, the area of relationships, marriage, um, courting, dating. Um, I don't necessarily want to put dating in there. Let me let me pull that back out because you know I have this philosophy that you know dating is not permanent. It, it, it hasn't. It doesn't have the idea of permanency in mind. Um, it's like dating has a date. It'll a start date. You know, a a time where it'll. Uh, a time period where it will go through and a date will it will end well I think that I happen to think you know courting if you will brings you before the judge like court you know you have an agenda in mind you, you're going to court and it brings you before the judge well who's a judge God is a judge uh, and in the and the true concept of marriage uh, where God brought together man and woman and he intended for man and woman to be married um, this is the ultimate goal to go before the judge who is God to join you under the law anyway <laughs> so um, it made me think about um, those couples and the examples that they display it made me think about again relationships and how I have friends, relatives, you know, military buddies, people that I've worked with over time, people that I see, know, come to encounter, all that good old stuff. Um, and they are in these relationships, you know, marriage, long-term relationships, off and on, 
uh, even relationships with their um, ex-spouses because of the children. I, I, and, and people have been married for a long time who are not necessarily old quote-unquote couples, but they've been married a very long time. And so it tends to, especially if any uh, degree of it or any period of it has been arduous for whatever reason or can be deemed arduous for, for whatever reason, um, they have deemed it, um, you know, they've deemed themselves an old couple because, oh, we've been together forever. You know, forever long. <laughs> you know, as long as they can remember, you know, they're very young. Perhaps teen was in their age uh, when they got together, and I, I see them. I see them uh, grunting and in and, and, and bearing. I see them, you know, regretting and sulking. I see them almost self-sabotaging. Um, I. I one of the things I find exciting in relationships and marriage is that, um, especially when you've been divorced and then you come back into a new one, I find that extremely fascinating because um, in the with the older couples or the couples who have been married forever long or the long-term relationships, where those are concerned, as an example. Um, <laughs> I I look back and extract, you know, gems, if you will, out of them for that example. Like, okay, I remember being in love. I remember seeing this couple in love, and we were in love when we didn't know any better. Now, that, that expression, didn't know any better, is so vague. It's so vague. Um, any better. Well, what do you mean you didn't know any better? You, you didn't know to... Put to, you didn't know to look for red flags. You didn't know to. Um, you didn't know that you would have to have to um, keep a mental note, if you will, or or, or a note of um, okay. I'm going to have to hold them accountable because sometimes when you're really young, when you when you get into a relationship, you get involved, you kind of take it for granted that they're mature enough. That they'll hold themselves accountable for their actions and you won't have to necessarily babysit that you won't be in this relationship with the person that presents a bit of a deficit because of their personality because of their maturity level or lack thereof maturity um and you know those are some of the things for instance that makes it feel somewhat arduous and laborious because um it's a little bit more work than you anticipated um, and being someone who uh, was getting back on the relationship scene and uh, <laughs> and has spent uh, quite a, quite a bit of time looking at myself in the mirror, looking at my inner self, and considering my inner self really the whole time, um, I, you know, the expression as they say, um, "You are your own worst critic." Um, I try to do that, but not um, in the critique uh, in the criticism frame of mind I tried to do it with a critique frame of mind as in okay this is constructive this is meant to build let's look at that what lessons did we learn from that um, um, and, and how do you um, fit that in conjunction with your core self uh, as a lover 
as a lover of people, as a person who believes in others, um, I'm solidified in who I am. So it doesn't cost me per se anything to believe in others, to believe the best, to look at my, um, to look at my guy with respect and admiration in mind, um, <laughs> uh, to look at him with so much hope for his um, success in our relationship. Um, now, I have I have to admit that in looking back at my relationships in the past and looking at the, the past guys I've been with, um, there have been times where I have put too much of an expectation on them. Um, unfair expectations, if you will. Um, what unfair? What's unfair? Uh, unfair is expecting him never to quote unquote fail or let me down. Well, uh, let's put that in a bit more balance. What I forgot in my fog of being so madly in love at the time that I all I could see was him, you know, his smell, his, you know, just everything about him, every little detail about him. <laughs> um, and, and these are multiple hymns, so it's not like I'm pinpointing anyone in particular per se, because again, having that, uh, and it was a bit immature, let me add that too, because again we forget when we're involved with people that we're involved with people um bishop td jake says or has said this once and i hope i quote it we tend to um hold others and i'm paraphrasing and maybe replacing a word with because i cannot remember what it said verbatim we tend to give ourselves grace uh to grow where we expect others to be absolutely perfect and flawless. I uh, hope I said that right. We, we give ourselves the grace to grow and we don't and we don't give others that same amount of grace. Like they don't have a margin of error. Um, and I can hear someone saying, well, when it comes to my heart, no, they have, they don't have a margin of error. You got one time to betray me. You got one time. Well, when you're talking about a covenant and a marriage, um, and a lifelong relationship, uh, and, and this is speaking of when you're co-parenting, you have this common ground, you have this common thing that you must agree on no matter what. And that is a child who absolutely needs you to be not on your best behavior per se, but they absolutely need you to be your best version of yourself for their sake because they need that in order to be raised properly with both mom and dad. Um, and with those uh, relationships, um, again, you have to remember who who's done this before. And I say that with a little bit of looseness Meaning, uh, sure, unless you're an absolute virgin, unless you're an absolute person that's never been in a relationship before, you've never been involved, this is not who I'm talking about, that, that group. I'm talking about you know that you're going to get involved with a person who has made mistakes before. Um, you, of course, don't want them to make those mistakes, missteps, or um, mistaking of an opportunity um, to wrong you in it. 
um, and it, and because it puts you in a situation to where you have these life-changing decisions to make because of course getting involved getting in a relationship does change your life because you're no longer you you become me uh, we sorry we with a W we <laughs> um, and so uh, because you're involved with a person a human who's uh, prone to flaw pl- uh, prone to flaws prone to fail um, you it's a default setting that you may or might may not even agree with upon wanting to get involved and um, for instance in a Sunday past episode Issa and Nathan um, they're walking and talking and then her mom calls her <laughs> and she goes wait a minute, I see you looking off, uh, into like looking off and like signaling to somebody. I see your face. Are you with somebody? Who are you with? And she, and she's forced to say, "Mm, Nathan. Yeah. And a a mother knows when her daughter is trying to hide a blush. Uh, and of course it's pretty much understood that her mom knows she's broken up with her long time prior boyfriend. Um, and, uh, so she goes, uh-uh, well, let me talk to him, the mom goes, and she passes the phone to Nathan, and she's like, okay, is that, well, before she does so, she asks, she poses this question to her daughter, is this your boyfriend, and he sticks his head in the camera, like, mm, yeah, and they haven't discussed this as a couple, whether or not, like, what are we doing, um, so it's kind of forced on them, this is why I mentioned that, um, this is not the default setting for them, but of course, when you're with someone, one or at least one person hopes that this is a title. This is something that's going to lead to permanence. And what is this setting? It's not a default setting, but our actions are showing that there's a quote-unquote setting that we want. Okay, what title or what dial are we going to place on the setting? Well, it is boyfriend. Uh, that means that's indicative of relationship okay we are now involved it's permanent you look my mother in the face and you said to her that you were my boyfriend what does that mean uh that means that you know there's a seriousness there's a bit more of a sobriety that is uh required now there is a um a focus of intention in all you do now and it's not casual anymore and it's not a free for all. It's not a okay. It's, let's just take this cool and slow. And because again, um, for content and context, this particular couple, this is their maybe second or second and a half, if you will, time trying to give this relationship thing a go. Uh, and <laughs> and but 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 they haven't necessarily shown them spending more time together working on a relationship there have been this just these encounters where there's an awkwardness involved where you automatically know that there's an ex in mind that's still in the picture uh so they're not placing uh any titles on what they have because there's uh, unfinished business uh, on it um when you have made such a declaration and it's funny that reminds me of another episode in the prior seasons where Molly is looking for Mr. Right. You know, she's leaning, if you will, uh, in this particular episode on her, her elite, 
uh, affiliation, and I, I say I use the word elite because Molly is a lawyer. Um, her character is a lawyer, and she, in looking for Mr. Right, uh, in her judgment, thinks that she should be uh, coupled with someone that's of her class and her quote-unquote caliber of of person of uh, career-wise because. There's almost a taking for grantedness <laughs> that she employs here, um, consider thinking that surely a person who is in a career caliber that I am is mature enough. They're ready, just like I'm ready to get involved. And um, this, he, he's going to be, you know, perfect. And she gets involved with this guy, invites him to a corporate. A somewhat corporate event. One of her, her peers uh, is getting married, and there's an engagement party. She invites him, and he tells her peers that he's her boyfriend. Now, uh, the next day after they, you know, have their encounter, and he's leaving her apartment. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's after the evening is about to wind up uh, that he says she she pulls him to the side, and she's like. Or they're off to the side by themselves, and she goes, "Hey, uh, um, did you make like what boyfriend? Like what? I, I didn't know that we like what, what are we doing?" Uh, and he goes, "Well, no, I didn't really mean that I'm your boyfriend. You just really look like you needed a win." Hmm. And woo, her face drops in the ground. <laughs> uh, it drops in the ground because it's like, okay, wait a minute. Are you? Did you? Did you just call me desperate, dude? Did you just call me thirsty? <laughs> and oh, you can see in this character's face, his body language, the arrogancy that his statement is ladled with. Because and the answer is yes, absolutely, unequivocally. Yes, he thinks that she's desperate. He thinks that she's thirsty. Um, and I want to go back to that uh, thirsty, desperate um, subject matter. Maybe I'll go in it um, in a later episode, another episode. But um, huh. uh, in intentions here, he misleads her and embarrasses her. And further reduces her in front of her colleagues, uh, and she's expected to, and for her own uh, image sake, keep a game face on. Now, uh, in I mentioned that in contrast to what Nathan did, he tells Issa's mother that he's her boyfriend, and. Um, she considers that this is what he wants out of his own mouth and you know he didn't tell me that he told my mother that so I, I'm, I, why shouldn't I believe that this is what he wants um, in in his expression of that she ends up In her expression of that, she ends up. In her expression of that, she ends up. Um, telling uh, him, dun dun dun, she loves him. Now, 
why is that so you know jerking and uh <laughs> a jaw arising um because you know in a matter of you know an episode or so they have they have gone from reconnecting seemingly trying to do the work of the relationship and um they seem to get put placed on fast forward uh into i love you but she lets it slip um and he doesn't respond in kind which leaves her feeling oh 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 i said did i say that out loud Ooh, gosh <laughs> so um now we're talking about doing the work here and it's work this uh being in a relationship is a constant uh a, a constant um exercise of uh, exposure of your vulnerabilities your sensitivities um who you are your nakedness your you know, your openness and uh people fear getting hurt um as a person who again like i said is venturing back into the date uh, for dating i was with there again uh the, the relationship scene um i had my share of times of um looking that fear in the face and goes what is the worst that could happen <laughs> um because you want to make if you've been involved before if you've been married before and you venture back into the relationship uh, area or you open the area of your life up <clears throat> the worst that could happen in your estimation is I've loved and I've lost that love that hurts more than anything because of whatever be it uh, infidelity where marriage is concerned because when you're uh, when you're not married it's really not cheating you're committed until you're not committed either you're committed or you're not uh, side note and back from a side note um uh, to be disappointed is human um which goes back to the the point that you kind of have to keep in and i say kind of very loosely when i mean definite where you absolutely have to keep in mind when you're involved with others because listen you are involved with others you have to keep this in mind they're not perfect you're not perfect why would you want the grace to be perfect again and expect them i'm sorry why would you want them to be perfect expect them to be perfect and leave yourself free to make mistakes um well some people say oh because i know my own frame of mind i know my own intentions my intentions are to get involved to be monogamous uh to be exclusive i don't want to share i don't want to discover that i'm sharing I don't plan to share, make my significant other uh, share me with anyone else. Um, and so, isn't this the frame mind that we both have? But again, um, with keeping the somewhat heated and somewhat emotionally passionate two conversations in mind that I mentioned from the show, uh, those episodes in Insecure, is it takes work. It's a constant Sometimes you have to constantly state your intention. Sometimes you have to constantly um, uh, secure your significant other that, listen, these are my intentions. I want you. 
you don't take it for you don't expect them to be insecure um with within the relationship with you um but you expect a certain amount of security to be in place based on their intentions listen i i I, these are my intentions be secure in this um your place in my life is solidified this is what i want uh don't expect to be replaced don't expect i don't expect to be replaced i expect again my place in you to be solidified I, i expect that we are what we want and are we not working for the same or towards the same gold here, uh, goal here rather of permanency? Um, and again, it just takes constant work. Uh, now, and the fear, you just have to look at, as I began mentioning, square in the face and go, well, uh, the, the only things, there are a few things I can do to prevent the quote-unquote worst things that could happen, such as loving and losing that love for whatever reason. Um, but the only thing I can do, the best things I can do is to be open and honest uh, and hope that the person that I am being open and honest with is not duplicitous. Um, they In their intention towards me, they're not in my life wasting my time. Um, they're not zapping my strength and, and sapping my strength from me. Uh, they're not biding, quote unquote, their time with me uh, until a quote unquote better person comes along. Um, and they don't rate me as an accessory to their life um, until they no longer see themselves best accessorized with me. And they find, like as, as I was saying, a quote-unquote better accessory. Now, um, when we think about um, people who do those things, uh, such as um, set in motion the quote-unquote worst things that can happen because they accessorize and then they see themselves better accessorized elsewhere uh, and they go elsewhere uh, as, as if a, well... Uh, thanks for the ride uh, could be sufficient <clears throat> when they hop off of you, so to speak, and onto um, a quote-unquote better or another. Um, you consider that, well, hmm. Why did they leave? Was it me? Um, and in doing the work... You have to assess that, fairly assess, and to be able to equal access that, you have to fairly access, and you have to be able to access that you are both working and doing the work equally. And when it is, or if it is discovered that you are not both mutually in this, then that's where the assessment calls for another action, uh, perhaps a counteraction. Um, but action nonetheless. Uh, does it mean that you absolutely leave? Mm, no, but it does mean that you kind of go back to them and go in keeping with doing the work. Okay, what, what are we? Where? What are we doing here? And none of this is um, 
like this deep undiscovered science that oh this is how you do it i've been searching for the answers eureka you've given me the answers that no one else has done before um the, the topic of relationships is widely discussed because people again in the era where we can relate to so many people literally all over the world and all these mechanisms by which we can make these connections we are still yet the least connected deeply um and it's almost a rarity to find a deep connection and i say that um with almost in mind because i'm not speaking about an impossibility i'm just saying because there's so many things that we have to contend with in relationships or with people uh that in lieu of um experiencing the absolute worst thing that could happen in losing a person many of us and i can definitely speak for us because i categorized myself here for quite a while um in um i'd rather not love or venture into this arena or open up my life um in this area yet because i'm just not ready i'm not willing and i'm not ready um now we are relational people <laughs> Um, you know, it's been proven that in neonatal uh, units, in hospitals, in maternity wards, uh, the babies that have been touched, cuddled, coddled, they have been, uh, they've had someone to bond with, uh, even with nurses and scientists, they fare better when they start out with the human touch. God in his word in the book of Genesis says that it is not good that man should be alone. And uh, that forces upon you to do the work that it takes to be involved. Um, and for anyone who finds themselves having to have this discussion with themselves, do I want to do the work? Do I want to do this? Um, by virtue of you posing the question to yourself, the default answer is yes, because there is a default setting that you haven't even, um, that many don't even consider that we're made for relationships. Um, <clears throat> now, if you're honest with yourself and you find that you're not mature enough, then kudos to you because if you know that you're a menace to romance, don't get involved with anybody. I mean, it's just not fair to willingly purposely get involved with someone who you know wants to be involved no wants to be in, in a marriage state that these are your intentions express in action if not in word that these are your intentions but to have absolutely no intentions of truly doing it um that makes you a villain it makes you villainous it makes it means that you're duplicitous um one of my favorite words <laughs> um because um I'm a fan of Alanis Morissette's It's not fair to deny that. <laughs> um, she calls him Mr. Duplicity. I'm in a song. And uh, anyways, um, back from my man-hating days. <laughs> After a deep heartbreak when I was younger. <laughs> um, again, again, it forces back on track. It forces you to uh, check yourself and to go, you know what? In all soberness of mind... Um, I need to quit BSing for the person who has been, who has been 
an absolute thief and stealing someone else's time, stealing one's years, someone else's years. Um, uh, and putting them in a position to where they no longer want to do the work. They no longer want to invest in something that is not going to yield them the lifelong reward of something that we're made for, and that is relationship. Um, I could go further. I will stop here because um, I kind of want to get into the the thirsty part, the the intentions part, and but that I'll, I'll keep that for the next episode uh, or another episode. Um, again, in closing, <laughs> anything that we get involved with in life, it requires work. Um, the Bible: uh, If a man doesn't work, a man shouldn't eat. Why? Because how? How? How can you benefit on something that you haven't mm, invested in? It it doesn't match unless you've gotten it by ill means, ill-gotten gains. It's not honest. You should not reap a reward, a good reward, a fruit of a harvest if you have not planted the seeds, if you have not done the work, if you have not been in that garden cultivating, if you have not broken up that fallow ground, if you have not prepped the ground for implantation of this these seeds, it's it's not it's not fair. And again, you sh- you shouldn't reap the rewards. It's not fair. Stay over there where those are who don't want to plant, who don't want to invest, who don't want to. Um, <clears throat> But again, anything we do, so it's un- it's absolutely unavoidable. If you give your if you give your time to your place of employment, if you give your time and your energy to your educational aspirations, academic aspirations, if you give that time to um, even the sexual part of who you are, because it's not just the encounter per se of um, penetration and receiving. Um, it is the deeper meaning of what that means. Even that's an investment. Uh, you literally pour out of yourself this physical, spiritual energy, um, this power, the strength, the ability to bring forth life. You put all of those things in this encounter, and how can you not expect to get something back? Well, do the work. <laughs> Uh, it requires work. Work is an investment that um, it's involuntary. Um, and anyone who ventures out there or who's playing out there in that, and, but but yet wants to remain a single-minded person with only their wants, needs, hopes, dreams, and desires in mind. I just again I think they're villainous. They're 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 a thief. Um and a robber. Um and um I it is my prayer that open intentions are seen, that intentions are clearly made and um that you find that person that wants to be with you like you 
want to be with them. I have a saying, um, one of my personal disclaimers, let it be mutual or not at all. Um, for obvious reasons, um, don't put your energy out there again. If, if you're not going to meet it, meet my energy equally. Um, and of course, again, uh, for those who are not equally placing that energy out there, I don't expect you to be involved in anything because again, you're thieving and I'm going a bit in circles here. So I, again, I'll end it here. Um, thank you so much guys for listening to today's episode of, uh, the little miss somebody knows uh, podcast. I have been little miss nobody knows. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Uh, we hope to see you again on next on the next episode um until then guys uh especially with the holiday season uh upon us uh happy thanksgiving to you guys i pray that you are loving on each other loving on yourselves because god loves you um and let this be a time of deep um deep deep uh soul searching because the end of this year is coming and the new year will be upon us before we know it. But don't wait until the quote unquote new year comes to set these resolutions. Make a resolution now within yourself to be genuine in all the things that you do. Um, to be genuous, genuine rather, and uh, fair. Gen- genuine, fair, and balanced. Um... And not to approach anything like a thief or someone who is a, an over opportunist to put anyone else in a disadvantageous position. Okay. So, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope to see you guys again next time. My second close. <laughs> um, and, uh, again, love on each other. Love on yourselves because God certainly loves you. And I love you. And I'm out. <laughs>